Hello everyone, welcome to the Brain Cage podcast. This is Chan and we are here because we sense the urgency of healing, growth and change. Our goal with this company and podcast is to bring you tools and inspiration so we together can create a flourishing world both inwardly and outwardly for ourselves and generations to come. Joining me today for this exploration is Ashish, a master of yoga and mindfulness. Ashish is an engineer turned yogi. a devoted and dedicated man no matter whether it's designing cars then or designing the body and the mind now on the podcast he talks about his journey the six week silent meditation the necessity of mindful living how to begin on this journey and much more this is me and ashish i wish you well enjoy the conversation how much time it took you to master all this So I started in 2017 so almost 5 years I started in September of 2017 and now it's September of 2022 wow and would you consider yourself a kind of a extremist because I, as I was listening to you talking about your career and then watching your instagram and the level of mastery you have on yoga it seems like you are the person who tries to go to edges of things like go to extremes of things yeah that is true i like to do everything in in a best possible way out there yeah, yeah. let's let's start this by tapping a little on your story there is this turning point in everybody's life right like most people i had on show they like there was this point in their life where they thought okay now my life has now begun so was there a point in your life something like that yeah i th- i think definitely there was a point so you know uh, most of the people at least i have seen around me they live their life thinking that there is something if they can get or there is somewhere if they can be then they will be happy yeah. and unfortunately for most of them it takes a long time even their lifetime to even get there where they want to be and they think that we will be happy after we get there hmm. in my case it was completely opposite maybe i was a lucky person maybe i was working hard in a way that every time it was paying off yeah. so whenever i was deciding okay let's do this i think i feel like after this will be done i'll be happy or if i will be there i will be happy and i was getting there and i was achieving the things i was wanting to achieve so one after another after another after another to give you an example i was born in a middle class family not financially good no money for school and anybody in my shoes could have make made this excuse uh, i can not go to school because my family can't afford it but i still worked in the evenings and somehow managed to get to the school and then later to the engineering college and then to the graduating college i paid most of my fees myself and when i started becoming a scholar a really good academic achiever then i was getting scholarships so i got scholarships i got first rank in punjab in my mechanical engineering undergrad then uh, i made a car which got seventh rank in the world, uh, sorry in the india and then another car second rank in the world and then i became citizen of this country in us so 
one after another after another everything was becoming real and turning into reality what was interesting for me to notice that no matter how much far i went i was finding myself still at the same place where i started psychologically like there was mm-hmm. this huge feeling of something is missing something is yeah. still not there and uh, i realized that what i was telling myself was not true that if i will get that if i will be there i will be happy was not true then there is something else i need to put my effort into something else i need to look into and uh, that was the turning point okay, so you were jumping from one thing to another and having all sorts of achievements into that you excelled a lot in your engineering built all these cars went on to mm-hmm. like work in tesla mm, yeah then how your yoga journey started from there mm. so it started when i was working in tesla and they was making me work really hard not just me but mm. most of the employees because of the huge demand at that time 24 hours the factory was running and they was forcing us to work 12 hours i remember requesting them that i can't work 12 hours not more than 8 hours and then they said then we have to hire somebody else so i pushed myself as long as i could eventually what happened i started noticing the effects of that intense schedule on my mental and physical well-being Mm. that kind of forced me to join some any kind of practice which i can start healing myself i can start recovering myself so in order to do that i first quit my job from tesla and then i joined the yoga school here in california and after a couple of months of me practicing yoga i started noticing the difference in how i was feeling in my body and later i started noticing difference how i was feeling in my mind so having these discomfort phases of like this whole job thing thrashing your mental well-being and also in a way you realized as you said earlier that these achievements and all these things were not fulfilling yes so in middle of uh, working did you started going to those uh, silent retreats or it was after that it was after that Okay. When I started practicing yoga, yeah. that's when I uh, met some other cool people who was also on the journey to heal, to recover. And they said that mm. uh, we are practicing yoga for uh, healing physically and in terms of mental healing, we are practicing mindfulness practices. Hmm. and i was curious into them and then i started practicing those as well that also like man just i said to you earlier like you took it to a elite level as well <laughs> you did like 6 weeks of silent meditation you were like silent the yes. whole 6 week you didn't spoke anything that's correct yeah i'm curious like how did it affected your mental well-being like how it was when you were there and how afterward it changed your life it definitely had a huge impact on my life if you remember in the beginning of our conversation today i mentioned even after achieving one things one after the other after the other i felt something was missing and during that 6 weeks i think somewhere in the middle 3 or 4th week hmm. i found i felt complete that feeling okay. of something is missing wasn't hmm. there anymore 
but living mindfully i mean that i realized in that moment i was uh, hurt by other person but the person who was hurting me was also in pain so that is living mindfully seeing what is truly happening like if we are not living mindfully we just see our own suffering we don't mm-hmm. see the person who is being hard on us their suffering mm-hmm. living mindfully means seeing your own suffering meeting your own suffering with kindness and compassion and not reacting in a same way the person acted mm-hmm. which brings so much ease and peace in life that's that's one of the example i was going to ask you like what's the necessity of living more mindfully mm, very good yeah because many people don't think like it's necessary or it's very essential mm. to mm. live with more sense of awareness mm. i think what i last shared with you that also falls into the necessity part which is we do want to be at ease with ourselves and we do want to experience peace in our life i'm sure nobody wants to suffer nobody wants to have depression nobody wants mm-hmm. to have stress so the necessity of mindfulness is if you live mindfully it brings those mind states of uh, peace ease kindness compassion and those all are really blissful and comfortable states mm-hmm. and that's where i feel like it's necessary to have mindfulness in our lives so if somebody understands all this and wants to transition into that way of living mm. so mm. what will be the first step very nice so the first step if someone is willing to transition into a mindful living and that willing can uh, come from any different sources mostly it comes from suffering when a person is suffering a lot in their life then they tends to try different things uh, mm-hmm. to relieve their suffering and if a person is willing and trying to practice mindfulness then the first step to transition is having a code of ethics or conduct like it's not a rule but holding the intention that there are five intentions when i started practicing mindfulness i was yeah. told by my meditation teachers that if you want to begin then these are the five intentions you have to hold in your heart and mind it's okay if you don't see them happening right now just mm. holding the intention will help you transition so what was those intention first intention was being truthful to ourselves and to others for example if i am in pain i am hurting and when i'm talking i'm saying hey i'm all right i'm completely fine nothing is wrong with me so how you are going to recover or heal right. so accepting that yes right now i'm suffering right now i am in pain and acknowledging that helps that pain to slowly dissolve or uh, loosen up start to loosen up So yeah I was saying that the first intention is being truthful the second intention is or the first you can also say not lying hmm being right. truthful or not lying to yourself and to others not lying the is second easier in- than being truthful <laughs> <laughs> yeah anyways uh, it's easier for people to understand yeah. i think like one can start by not lying uh, later yeah. on 
went on to being brutally honest but being brutally and honest can immensely sometimes increase that suffering mm. for many many people so just not lying to others and not lying to yourself like that can be a great start i think that's a good way to put into words thank you uh, the second intention to hold is not harming others and yourself verbally and with your actions for example we harm ourselves uh, by saying i am not good enough i am a bad person i did something terrible mm. uh, like judging myself being hard on myself or criticizing myself all those mm. things are a gesture of harming myself verbally mm. and physical example is people who commit suicide or try to kill themselves or punish themselves that's one of the uh, self physical harm they can do uh, similarly not harming others verbally with your words and with your actions that's the second intention to hold while you are trying to transition into mindful living the third intention to hold is not sexually misconducting means if someone is not willing not forcing them against their will to engage into sexual activity that's very important uh, intention to hold and by the end of the fifth one i will also share how holding these intentions help us to transition into mindfulness the fourth uh, intention to hold is not intoxicating our mind or in the other word do not altering the state of our mind like taking alcohol or recreational drugs or uh, some kind of uh, smoking so all anything which alters our normal state of mind which hinders our mind from being aware of what is happening in this moment not doing it yeah the fifth intention is not taking what is not given freely so in other words not stealing mm. so these five intentions if you see them in a positive way like not lying not harming uh, not stealing not doing sexual misconduct not intoxicating your mind if you switch them and saying like harming others stealing lying with others doing sexual misconduct or intoxicating your mind these five negative aspects are like kind of a stone which yeah. you throw in a still pond you see when a pond full of water is still you can see clearly what is mm. underneath and there is very peaceful stillness these five negative aspects of those intentions are kind of stones you throw in a pond and they mm. generate endless ripples such a beautiful way to explain it yeah yeah and those ripples never let our mind to settle down never let our mind to be here so as soon as we stop throwing stones into a still pond yeah we notice a huge difference even though we have not yet started meditating or doing any practice mm. we will feel we are already feeling so much uh, settled and peace in our life mm. that's so fascinating i want to get into like so the, the second or the third like you mentioned like not harming yourself or not harming others so what happened recently like few years back in my life is although in words and i'm never able to explain this to anyone how that happened and why i do that i was 
like suddenly i was unable to like one day i was unable to eat meat mm. i was unable to and i used to have that four five times a week before that mm. prior to that many people were surprised and my especially my family like uh, why and how because we belong to a kshatriya family so mm. it's like very weird not to consume meat mm. although i didn't like practice or i had no intentions like the intentions you mentioned so my question is like would this work two ways because maybe being more aware leads you to these virtues yeah yes and these virtues also lead lead to being more aware so what are your thoughts on that i completely agree they support each other hmm. so as i said holding the intention will help you start being aware hmm. and the more you will aware will help you to be more stronger on holding those intentions and eventually turning them into full fledged picture you can see in your life that this is right mm. there happening in front of me so they go uh, side by side they support each other yeah yeah this gives me immense level of clarity when you're speaking this whole connection between mindfulness and that i was like okay now i understand it was just because i was like it was simply just because i was seeing what i am doing it's like in a mm-hmm. weird way for the first time in my life i was able to see clearly very interesting yeah, it's <laughs> it's so interesting <laughs> so so if someone started practicing living in the what they call in the moment or living more mindfully mm-hmm. so of course we humans are flawed creatures we will get distracted we will get lost um, sometimes so how do you feel and what do you do when you get distracted and make mistakes in your daily practice i will give you again an analogy which is uh, so our brain is also a muscle a physical muscle like every other muscle in our body when we start training them we we don't just jump from like uh, we enter the gym very first day and uh, we started lifting like uh, 100 lbs the very first day but that also doesn't mean that we won't never be able to lift 100 lbs it just means we will start with 5 lb 10 lb mm. 20 lb 40 50 and eventually we'll get there mm. similarly how uh, the mindfulness experts give the analogy and I, that personally resonated to me as well which is it's like a puppy okay imagine your mind like a puppy you're mm. bringing the puppy to sit on your lap and it runs away you are again bringing the puppy to sit on your lap it's again runs away mm. would you start beating the puppy just because he's not coming back and not sitting on your thigh no right yeah you will gently kindly keep bringing the puppy back until he or she will naturally understand and sit on your lap without you trying to make an effort so with this analogy what i'm saying a being mindful and living mindfully is a practice and we really have to learn to be kind to ourselves to be gentle with ourselves because imagine like if you are 20 years or 25 years something you have been doing for 25 years of your life yeah. like something your mind is doing for 25 years of your life and you are expecting that to change within couple of days or week 
that's not how it's going to work right so it will take time and accepting it acknowledging it that it will take time but it's not like it won't happen mm. i just need to be kind patient and gentle towards myself if there is any mistake happen my intentions was right if still that mistake happen that's okay completely fine i intentionally did not do it and uh, uh, so again the key is to be kind and gentle with yeah. yourself yeah and and accepting those mistakes is the part of yeah the whole process of being more mindful yes it's a part okay. because it's been a long time we have lived with those mind states and habits and not being aware of this moment and it will take time for that muscle in our brain mm. to get used to it so to wrap up this conversation i have this huge question what is your message to the world mm. my message to the world is first of all again try to be as ethical as you can towards mm. yourself your family your friends your neighbor your state your uh, country try to be ethical no matter what others are doing we are not doing it for somebody else to watch we are doing it to keep our own sense of peace and a settled mind so that's the first thing i would say and the second thing keeping at least 1 hour in our 24 hours for some kind of physical practice it doesn't have to have a yoga or pilates or qigong or tai chi there are so many available any practice you can pick and just give at least 1 hour to yourself to your body out of 24 hours you just work and do other things so yeah i think these two things i would like to uh, say because they will bring a lot of positive changes in life yeah and, and i think like these are few steps to start with like what i called like we are co-creating this flourishing world for the future um, yes yeah. the things you mentioned in all like this whole podcast i think like this can be a kind of a first step towards that yeah so thank you so much for that and can you quickly let me know like where they can find you and your work okay so they can people who are listening to me thank you for listening you can find me on uh, my website which is my name followed by yoga which is ashishyoga.com okay thank you man this was a privilege i'm really grateful we did this and talk to you soon uh likewise uh, it was player talking to you and i'll be looking forward to our next uh, conversation all right until next time stay strong and keep on climbing <laughs>